All right, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm Techman16. Strange Kirk is conveniently absent. He's at a jousting fest, and uh, he's jousting. So wish him luck, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. He's at a Renaissance fair, and and he's and he's larp and he's larping. <laughs> he's larping. He, he, he says he's not, but I don't believe him. Strange Handy, how you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm great. You should change that. You should change your nick in game to be strange handy. <laughs> I guess I could. Everybody, everybody, be all wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> and it'll be like a promotional tool. Like, listen to the podcast, yo. Yeah, maybe find out what happened. <laughs> yeah, but shout out, shout out to Boogie and Chef for promoting the previous episode. That was that was a lot of fun. That was a fun episode. But today, we've got a good one for you today. We've got a Cook and a Lurking Tiger here from Dead. We're going to discuss the Dead 13 conflict. And Lurking is especially an interesting character because he used to be a Commodore at 13. So that will be a unique perspective. And then we've got Gregor here from Server 9. Gregor, who's uh, DJ Ultimate DJ's, what, Left-hand man? Right-hand man? I don't know. It's a debate, man. It's a debate. I'm trying to figure out which hand is better, and then that's the hand I want to be. Okay. All right. The handy is better. It, is it? Is it based on texture? Is it based on size? What's it based on? <laughs> which one does he lotion up? I want to be the other one. <laughs> God, I hope DJ listens to this podcast. It'll be funny. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. At least, at least to check out the competition. Yeah, he's. I'm no competition. We we talk about way different things. He talks about <laughs> the game, and I talk about the internal politics and the and and the struggles that people have in game with each other as people. Okay. Not okay. not as scopely minions. Yeah, I think the people aspect is more entertaining. <laughs> People are crazy. I, I think you're saying that. I think you're saying that just because you're part of the podcast, Andy. Well, maybe, but obviously, <laughs> I en- I enjoy the dumpster fire that is the politics. <laughs> it is a, it is a wonderful dumpster fire. Anyways, Gregor, we're going to talk to you about your server politics and population and your rules of engagement. And since uh, since you're level fifty, uh, we're going to talk about how, how you compete with Scarporn because he travels to your server every once in a while. I, I don't think he does. God, I hope not. Oh, he's rated your alliance's mats, dude. Or bro, I'm sorry. I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a level yeah. of dedication I just don't understand. <laughs> like who could have who could have alts on other servers? I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. I barely have time for one. Well, he doesn't have an alt. See what, what he does is since he's um you know, he, he owns Scopely. He just has them transfer his level 50 account directly into whatever server he wants at any given time. Kudos for being that big of a baller, man. I know, right? There's like level 50s and there's Ska. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's get started. Um, and uh, Cook, are you cooking? Do you smell what the cook is cooking? Yep, I'm cooking all right. 
jambalaya, mashed potatoes, gumbo, you name it. All right, so uh, if anybody doesn't know, Cook basically runs Cisco's. If you watch DS9, he's basically the head chef for Cisco's. Um, it's not called Cisco's in real life, but it's it's a uh, it's a it's a Louisiana Southern style type of kitchen in New York. So he's cooking away, but he's here, and I want to give him the floor to talk about what escalated this conflict with thirteen. Oh boy, that was more of a tiger question, but uh, pretty much it's uh, behavior. That's what creates any kind of war conflict. We've been in pretty much in a Cold War state since the whole split up between. Uh, her old alliance came and joined dead and all that drama. And uh, it's just been escalating and escalating and escalating with just the things that people would say to each other. The comments said towards a lot of the old members who are now in dead. And it just got to a boiling point when one of the members, Soul Crusher, started saying things to Tiger um, that he can elaborate on. And um, we just said, enough, enough. We can't, we can't allow this kind of behavior to be allowed to keep going. The fact that he's a Commodore in that alliance shows that there's no limits to what he can do and that he's an uh, okay example to the lower members of the alliance. That's not acceptable. That kind of unsportsmanlike behavior needs to be taken care of. This is a guy who's been kicked from that from Deep Alliance several times in the past because of this behavior, and so obviously whatever he is doing hasn't helped. So we were saying we need you need to do something better for this behavior before he becomes the next copy on our survey. But like I said, Tiger can can talk more on that. He's more familiar with the subject, and he is the general in charge of this war. So. The current conflict, this kicked off with um, a couple of messages after a couple of raids. Um, a couple of our guys had hit Soul Crusher 13. Didn't drain him, but they got him quite a bit. And uh, evidently, he was quite upset about it. Sent those players some messages and actually reached out to some of us that weren't there, weren't on, had nothing to do with it. As far as we were concerned, it was simple, you know, shield or share. We're not targeting anybody at this point. Um, you know, he sends me a couple of messages, uh, pretty strongly worded, pretty vulgar. And one of the comments that were made that kind of got everybody really hot under the collar, uh, was he made a joke about, um, you know, if, if you and your family were to die, uh, you know, I'd probably just laugh about it. It's not a direct threat. It's not anything that in and of itself was something that got me really, really upset. But it was something that with my experience with these guys is a pattern of behavior and something that he does basically with anybody that gets one over on. Uh, given the length of time of this behavior, I looked at these messages and I said, you know what? This is enough. So I checked with my alliance, gave them screenshots of what was said, uh, kind of made my case saying like, hey, this sort of behavior is is unacceptable. This stuff is ridiculous. So how about we engage in an ROE-only conflict, run around smack hitter, or smack uh, floaters and stuff like that, just to kind of send a message and go, hey, back it off. Um, 
it took maybe 20 minutes of that uh, before Jeep decided that she was just going to start hitting everything and throw ROE out the window. Um, I will admit that I took the opening shots in this fight. Uh, I specifically went and found one of Jeep's floaters uh, to be the opening fire uh, when starting this ROE conflict, not with the intention of thumbing the nose, but by saying, hey, this is you know, being done to get attention and say that, hey, you need to back off of this and fix this problem. Um, and so that might have had something to do with uh, tripping her trigger a little bit there. Um, but there was a little bit of back and forth in terms of, uh, you know, war words between personal messages and stuff. Nothing too untoward, I don't think, uh, at that stage. Um, you know, just a little bit of the circular logic stuff. Um, but after the very quick bit of dry hitting, uh, we decided to respond in kind. That evening, Cook and Jeep reached a fairly quick uh, ceasefire that was going to go up for 12 hours. Um, at that point, we had already made the point that, you know, this player continues to engage in this activity. We continue to see it time and again. He seeks people out. You know, none of us are chasing after him. None of us are sending him messages. He contacts us first. So after the 12-hour ceasefire, we're talking about it within our alliance about how do we proceed, what do we want to do, how do we feel about this? Because at the end of the ceasefire, it's evident nothing has changed. They've all kind of rallied behind their guy, um, you know, despite having all the evidence of all of the different forms of abuse that he, you know, engages with a lot of different players. Uh, and they're basically thumbing their noses at it and saying, hey, this, this doesn't matter. You can't tell us not to do this. And walking away as if they're like, ha, ah, we got him to back down. Well, this is a really important issue to us because while we have skin thick enough to be able to take this stuff, there's players out there that can be driven from the game. There's there's miners on our platform. There's, uh, you know, there's all kinds of people who don't necessarily want to or can deal with this kind of nonsense when they sit down to play a game. Um, so after much deliberation and talks about, you know, what it would cost smaller players in our alliance and, and being very open with all of our uh, all of our roster, both for our reasons and our concerns for their sake, um, we made a couple of decisions and ultimately the alliance decided that uh, that this is how they wanted to proceed. Uh, so we made sure that this was something that, that everybody in our uh, our little corner of the community that is dead. Uh, we made sure that all our guys were on board and, and offered options for those that weren't before we decided that it was time to really plant our feet in the ground and say this stuff is unacceptable and it, it stops here. And we have a roster of players who are perfectly willing to continue to stand in that position and say, no, we're not putting up with this and we don't think anybody should have to. I'm curious, it has Jeep or anybody from her alliance reached out to you and actually talked to you about about anything absolutely um they have some people over there that uh i've been happy to remain to to remain somewhat of a friend to uh and maintain relationships with so there are and that's true of all of us um that were there at 13 before they're now in debt uh we all have maintained at least a couple of relationships here and there that are that are open channels in some ways. And how do they feel about it? There's a lot of mixed reviews. I will say that that each person has their own feelings, of course. Um, I have the best way that I can summarize the most uh, coherent <laughs> opinion that I've gotten. Um, I'll focus on the folks that are you know that are interested just in communication. Um, 
the best way I can put it, as it's been explained to me, is that they feel like this is an internal matter, uh, that they should be able to handle this in the manner of their choosing. Uh, they have people there that don't be with uh, the things that this player has done or said uh, to varying degrees. And they do feel like, yes, there is an issue here, but their point seems to be more driven towards nobody outside of our alliance to tell us how to handle the player. Which, and that's a fair point, but how, how much time were they given between being told what happened and when it escalated to war? I think that it took us, after the 12-hour ceasefire, I would have to check message history to be exact, but I think it was a solid 36 hours. It was about three days. So, so somewhere between 36 hours and three days. At 36 hours plus the, the ceasefire, so you're looking two, three days um, after everything was kind of put in front. So if, if they had, you know, a couple days to deal with it and they didn't do anything, did they communicate during that time with you at all? Did they tell you what was going on or what they were they trying to improve the situation at all? Or was it just kind of an information blackout or somewhere in between? They did not reach out to me at all. There was there was radio silence. Once the ceasefire was agreed to, um, and everybody was kind of told each other alone and send messages back and forth, um, you know, there there wasn't anything offered, no no communication whatsoever. Twisted, you got a question? Yeah, um I just I, I'm just so baffled by the fact that people still entertain Jeep. I mean, her whole goal in life is to cause a significant amount of drama and conflict. I can't imagine a time where XII is not at war with another alliance uh, as a result of some actions with her. I don't, I mean, what gave you the impression that things wouldn't escalate to that point? And why isn't she on block? Like, I mean, for real, I mean, I just, I've had her on block forever. I mean, I thought everybody did. Both fair questions. Um, the first part, everybody knew that it was, and that's what I uh, what I refer to when we say that we took time to deliberate, discuss it amongst our alliance. We made sure that the uh, the level of headache was clear to everybody, and that everybody was on board, uh, because a lot of our players feel strongly enough about the point. Um, to your second part. Why is she not just on block? Why don't we? And this this touches also on why don't we just block Soul Crusher? Because we've seen uh, as guys that used to run with them, that used to you know be fairly close with them, we've seen this stuff for a year, a year and a half. There's been no slowdown. It's always somebody, as you pointed out, and it's the kind of thing that. It ruins the experience for too many people when this kind of stuff is always swirling around, when somebody's always getting verbally attacked. And, you know, I know that there's always going to be some degree. But when I look at an extreme example that is both persistent and, and almost seemingly pathological, um, you eventually have to just stop ignoring it because you're only pushing it downhill to somebody else, you know. And from my perspective, I know that I have skin thick enough and enough persistence and stubbornness of my own to bang heads with somebody like that for as long as I have to 
to make the point that, hey, look, nobody wants to tell you how to play, but nobody should have to deal with this stuff. It's it's a community move. Um, you think about the same reason the, the ROE embassy exists and a lot of the things that are discussed there, the, the whole point is to make the community better for everybody that's playing, to improve the game experience. If somebody's being personally attacked and, uh, you know, to incredibly vulgar degrees, um, bringing all kinds of real-life nonsense into the game and things like that, it's, it's too much to have to deal with. If we're going to say that we have all these systems and functions to, um, to improve the experience for everybody, I, I look at this and I say I, I kind of feel like this is in the same, the same area. So would you agree that maybe, you know, anti-trolling rules should be added to server row or something of that nature? I think that that's an idea that has a lot of merit. Um, I think that anybody's going to get a little nervous about, you know, hey, we should have the freedom to say what we want to. And I, I would agree with that completely, but I also think we we have to have some form of, of common decency involved. Buggy, you got, you got a question? Yeah, man. Since Jeep ain't here right now, I just want to kind of say something on that with the whole blocking everybody thing that's coming up there. And, and also, I've been reading a lot of the comments coming from, from both sides throughout this whole situation. Obviously, there's a lot of hard feelings there between several of you because several of you have been there with her over a period of time. You know, I'm hearing that how she don't care about her teammates, yada, 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 everything that's always blasted out there in GC. And, you know, I know personally for a fact that that, that, that ain't true because she's been offered spots several occasions and, and she would not leave her teammates. And uh, I, I personally have never had any any issues or problems with her. It sounds like you guys got a problem with one of her teammates there. And and that's what's sparking this up. But I'm just curious. You said you, you, you decided to go out and just send a message and hit her shit. Did you guys even try to talk to her about, about it with well, what happened with the Soul Crusher guy? Or did you just decide to go start smacking her shifts? Because... I would have responded the same way if that was the case, if you just came and smacked my ships. No, that's, that's absolutely not how this has happened. Um, the thing with Soul Crusher has been an ongoing problem since I was a Commodore in 13. It's been repeated incidents with the guy. And, I mean, it's, it's not like they haven't tried to do something about it. But the results of what they've tried to do over that time has merely led to him refining his messages to people so that he doesn't get hit by Scopely's terms of service. You know, it's not changed any of the, you know, the attacks. It's not changed any. And I don't, you know, I don't care about ships hitting me and stuff like that. That doesn't make any difference to me. I'm just having, you know, with that part of it. But um, to have somebody that continues to do these personal attacks. The, this Soul Crusher guy is just a troll. He's trolling everybody. Anybody cr that crosses him, he's going to troll him. And be a pain in the ass, basically. And I don't to know. be a pain in the ass, yeah. 
it's an extreme example is ultimately what it comes down to. And that's where the, where the problem is. And the fact that he specifically seeks out our players, it's the kind of thing that, you know, it, it's, it's just too much to have to deal with uh, just to have this guy. And I understand, yes, we could just block him. But like I said, you know, we don't want to push it downhill. We have had plenty of communications with Chief and her people over the time since the split that, uh, you know, have shown a willingness to to work things out, to talk about things. And every time that we extend those, we end up in the same situation as we started to here, where there's no real concession change or improvement uh, in the things that we're bringing up even though we're showing that we're perfectly willing to do this in a reasonable fashion. If I'm going to keep running into a wall, knowing that you're laughing at me behind it, I'm going to have to do something different to get you to hear me. So Tiger, um, now I, I want to go back in time for a little bit. And, uh, and maybe this has to do with why soul is targeting you guys specifically, but you were Commodore in 13, and you were there for a good time along with a bunch of other guys who are now in Dead and a couple that are in Dark and a couple that are in different alliances. What did you notice happen over time, over the course of being in 13, that led to you know the said schism and potentially this uh, harboring of hard feelings against you guys? Well, when we first started out there, um, and to speak to something that, that Boogie pointed out in his question that I'll... I'll absolutely back up circumstantially. Jeep is very loyal uh, to the people in her alliance. She does work uh, really hard to try and uh, do a lot of good for the people that, that are running with her. And that's always been the case. Um, so I'm going to, I'm just going to stand here and say, look, that part can't really question. Can't really say that that's not true until there start to be too many disagreements with how things should be done. That's really where, uh, that's really where the split started to occur with all of us back then. Um, and this would have been back when we were in our you know, ops 26, ops 28 kind of thing. Um, at least from my perspective at, at 39. Um, when we started to have issues with how players were speaking to people and what kind of image we wanted to represent. Um, and this would have been when we finally uh, dropped the prick tag um, and picked up 13. Um, I think we were, we went through probably 15, 16 name changes for the Alliance during that time. We couldn't make up them. Um, <laughs> but back in those times, we were trying to kind of get a bit better image, obviously, you know, with prick's history and, and you know, going from a non-ROE Alliance to saying, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to be on with server ROE and we'll go through the, the headaches with our players to make that happen. So we became more and more concerned with, you know, what are we out, outwardly projecting? How are our players acting and treating other players? We're not, you know, trying to get people riled up. We're trying to be reasonable. You know, that kind of transition is not always easy. And we, we went through a lot of growing pain with that. Um, and Soul Crusher was, even back in that time, um, and I forget exactly when he came to the Alliance. I don't remember if it was during the non-ROE phase or if it was after that. But I do remember that uh, from about the time that I started seeing him in AC and seeing him in GC as well, um, it was always really, you know, combative language, very trolling and all the rest of that. And there were times where he would get frustrated and kind of go way over the line. Um and there's been a lot of effort put in from that time 
until before we left to get that addressed. And it never seemed like it, like it was. Um, there were some other players at the time that are, that had, you know, had been long gone from 13 that engaged in the same behavior and were, um, we had some of those players, you know, get corrected or, or leave the alliance or, or whatever. But Soul Crusher was one that just kept coming back up, kept coming back up. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, a handful of us Commodores were like, okay, we would kind of make jokes in the background about it going like, when is he going to do it again? Because it's always a, you know, I'm, I'm really contrite. I'm sorry. I know it's wrong. I just, I, I just get mouthy when I'm mad, blah, 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 blah. And after enough times of basically just kind of, feeling placated um it started to drive a rift that we very much felt like uh as commodores we didn't have a real voice in what was going on you know we were doing too much work on on damage control uh while we were being you know, circumvented and then up comes a situation where dark and M uh, mrfm were at war and i wake up one morning and there is a, I think at the time she was, um, this player was the 42, 44, something like that. Um, I wake up and there's a oddly named player with a lot of stats and a dark, and a ISS jellyfish in my alliance all of a sudden. Imagine my excitement as a guy with a salad. Um, as the morning unfolds and we're kind of, seeing what's going on, running some armadas, talking to this person, and they're, you know, chatting us up, everything's great. And then the next thing we know, uh, we're getting hit by Dark because some armada got hit by this player with the jelly. Oh, this is... So, um, being at the time, I think, in the Dark Diplo uh, with Jeep and... One other, I don't remember, it might have been Vidar. I don't recall who else was in there with us at that time. Um, but I'm seeing all of the, you know, Dark's Council in there arguing with Jeep and this giant circular, you know, Jeep's talking about, well, this is a member of my alliance and you can't tell me who's in my alliance and all of the rest of this. And I look in there and I see that she's given an entirely different story or at least a, a doctored story, you could say, uh, to the rest of the team that can't see that channel. It sticks out in my memory that there was something about, and I think this was from, uh, from Raptor that, you know, Hey, we're, we're tired of arguing in circles with you. You've got an hour, you know, move this player or you guys are a part of this, which I'm looking at it. I'm going, dude, can we please boot this guy now? Because we're stepping into a fight that we want nothing to do with and, uh, should have no part in anyway. Like, what are we doing here? And. At that point, the argument in the, uh, in the council on our side, uh, basically boiled down to there were a bunch of us that felt like Jeep wanted the power of that player in the alliance and she wanted to argue principle and it didn't really matter what it cost the rest of us. And a bunch of us Commodores looked at that and said, no, this, we're not sacrificing our roster so that you can make whatever play it is that, that you're trying to make or gain what you think you're gaining from this. Like, this is ridiculous. So, big argument ensues. She decides that she's just going to be done. 
because she's she's really insulted by our perspective and she's insulted by the way that we're seeing it. And she at that point says, well, I feel betrayed, so I'm done. And she gave the admiralship of the Alliance to a player uh, we refer to as Stryker. Uh, he's a Commodore over at Dead now. Um, and Stryker was pretty upset about this because he was not online for any of it. He uh, he logged into the game later that afternoon to find he was Admiral, and uh, that was a pretty funny moment, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but she, he was not happy about this. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I remember waking up that morning, going to the comp panel, seeing there was a lot of activity, and Stryker and I were actually both waking up around the same time, looking at everything and saying, what the fuck just happened? That's funny. It was, uh, it was a fun time, uh, if, you, if you like dark humor, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> it was like, it, I, if you're a cynic like me, it was ridiculous. It was, is it pun intended? Because it, cause oh, it was thoroughly. Thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was kind of the uh, the beginning of my friendship with uh, some of these guys. Oh, as an aside, this is I wanted to remember to talk about this part, and it's sad that Kirk's not here for it. But Kirk, uh, Strange Kirk, actually played a hand at this part in the story, um, and I got to give him a little bit of kudos because there was something at some point during that conflict uh, that Strange Kirk said to me about, uh, as uh, happenstance would point, Soul Crusher. And something he had said publicly or in a message or something along those lines. And Strange Kirk was in my inbox giving me a pile of grief about it and was completely right. Started looking into the stuff. And that is one of the initial points in the arguments there. That was kind of a, I'm, I'm moving backwards in the timeline a bit there. But Kirk had uh, some, some social pressure on yours truly uh, that I picked up and ran with a little bit because the point he made to me was absolutely correct. So I just wanted to make sure to give him a shout out on that one as we go through. Yeah, unfortunately, it sounds like that Jeep has a tendency to not have her alliance's best interests at heart. Sometimes. Not always, but... It, it, and it may not be that she's intentionally doing it, but it's it's happening, and it's probably not her intention, but, it you know, you got to really think about the big picture when it comes to an alliance full of people and not bring people in that are going to cause issues for everybody. Absolutely. I, uh, I talked to our team cook does our, all of our Commodores do about, um, you know, meeting people with respect or, or treating people in a way that, you know, keeps it light, keeps it a game. You know, there's people behind all of these things and you know, we're here. To have, we're here to have a good time. I mean, first and foremost, admirals and commodores really need to realize that, you know, just because somebody's been in your alliance a long time does not mean that they shouldn't be booted or that they should be given more opportunities. You know what I mean? If somebody's shown a pattern of bad behavior, giving them another chance, you know, probably isn't going to fix the situation. I mean, you give them a few chances. I mean, I'm not saying just you know, kick people at the first sign of something you don't like, but at the same time, you got to treat everybody the same. I have to actually agree with that, too, because I've had to actually go and kick people out of the alliance for that kind of behavior. And one of them was even a Commodore. I'm still good friends with them both. 
but it, you have to do what you have to do. And they understood that. And that's what we're saying here is you have to do what's in the best interest of the alliance, not yourself or your friendship. The alliance comes first. Your people are what matters. Exactly. We're not insensitive to the, the difficulty. Like Cook said, we've had to cut and, you know, kick a Commodore over exactly the same thing. We, we know, you know, the, the difficulty internally of that, how touchy this can be and how delicate it can be for leadership. But, but, uh, Handy's absolutely right. You know, we, we have to set a standard for, for behavior for our alliance and we have to take care of them because they're, you know, they're there counting on us to run the show and, and we're there to make sure that they can grow and have a good time. And, and nobody constantly wants to hang around with trolls. Exactly. You know, there's there's no reason to hang around with trolls, especially if they're in your alliance and you see them every day doing all sorts of weird stuff. But last question before we go uh, with you guys. And uh, is there, do you believe that there's going to be a resolution soon or are you guys going to keep on wailing at each other until somebody comes to an agreement? We've we've made what we want pretty clear to them. Um you know, there's there's some potential beginnings of a rational conversation, but we have some pretty firm points that that have to happen uh, at each step along the way before we're willing to say that that we've actually seen this result. Now, I I would encourage anybody in a conflict to to stop fighting and give the other team an opportunity to deal with the issue because. If you feel like you've already made your point, continued war probably isn't going to, uh, it's going to be counterproductive. It's not going to get you the results you want. I mean, it will in the short term, but if it's gone on a certain amount of time, you almost have to stop warring and let the alliance have the opportunity to not feel defensive so that they can deal with their internal issues. Does that make sense? Like, if they're under fire, they're going to defend their player. They're not going to. They're not going to kick them. They're going to defend their player because they they're on the defensive, right? They're being attacked. But if you if you stop attacking and you take the initiative to say, "Hey, we're going to stop attacking you so that you can deal with this," you know, it sets a precedent, and in their mind, they're going to say, "Okay, I now the next step is dealing with this." You know what I mean? Absolutely. We've actually, um, we're trying to approach it from that perspective. And so the demand at this point is not the, that the player be kicked for us to be able to, to stop. Um, what we've asked for is that he uh, be removed as a Commodore so that we can see that, hey, you are taking this seriously and now we can, we can cease fire and sit down and hash this out and decide how, how is best to go forward and what can we, you know, what can we do to, to, to have a resolution? Yeah. I mean, if it were me, I would even cease fire before they demote him. Personally. All right, guys. I want I want to thank you both, Cook and Tiger. Um, I'm going to move on to Gregor now, but uh, you're more than welcome to come on next week and see if there's any progress been made. Absolutely. We'll be happy to give an update. Thanks for having me, man. And then Cook will be on to talk about his cooking tips. He's, he's busy cooking. He's busy cooking. I'll leave him alone. All right. Let's move on to Server 9 and Gregor, the level 50 bro from Server 9. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Uh, hey, so I got a quick question for you guys. Uh, so you guys are all on the same server? Yes. Uh, the majority of people. For the most yeah. part. 
Okay. And what, what's the age of your server? Like roughly? It's six months after launch, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, server nine, Sol server. It was a launch day server at least. Um, I'm not sure exactly the epoch of the server, the epic of the server, but, but I started about five months after launch. Started playing the game. And, uh, and, you, and I'm assuming you progressed pretty quickly then? You know what? I didn't, actually. It wasn't until G4 came out that I kind of went from a mostly free-to-play player to... Um, I won the first Jelly, and then, I, yeah, then I started... Then I started to Epic Whale. Yeah. <laughs> to Epic Whale. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Gregor, if you've heard his voice before, it's because he's been on DJ's podcast many a time, talking about various hostile killing techniques or armada killing techniques or crewing or whatever. Um, but let's start off with how did you, how did you end up with DJs as a, as his, uh, I, I guess his sidekick. You know, I don't know. We just talked a lot in discord pre, pre the show launch, pre him doing that. And, uh, <clears throat> and somehow that turned into, him having the idea to start a show well not because of our conversations but whatever at the time and i don't know it's all history man i don't remember i, I can't remember back that far feels like forever ago. <laughs> when he was on the show here he talked about that uh him being a radio veteran he always wanted to do a podcast but he always wanted to pick one where there's going to be a large enough audience and so uh him and snake eyes and I can't remember who it was that, that he mentioned, but they they basically got together and, and did this, you know, kind of three episodes um, in a row, and they presented it to Panic, and it being kind of like a radio show where there's giveaways and prizes and whatnot, and uh, Panic liked the idea, so he, he kind of ran with that. And that was the birth of Talking Trek Live. Yeah, that sounds about right. I I don't even think I was on his first show to be to be honest with you. You you probably were not because he did not mention you. But I've I've heard you on the show enough times ever since I started paying attention to it. But then you kind of like went away for a bit, and now he's got Criminal Ripper as as your replacement. Yeah, a good replace, better replacement, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't replace the originals, right? Well, the uh, yeah, I I just had less time with work, but. You know, COVID was doing its thing in my industry, so it was a uh, yeah. I just had less time, and so I I missed a lot of shows. And but luckily, there were you know other good content people. Actually, Ripper, dude, I'm a huge Ripper fan. The guy just I don't know. He has he has a uh, a lot of knowledge about the game. More than more than a person should probably, but it's kind of like he's German and and knows numbers. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> so it was really interesting to hear you guys talk because I feel like that's where our server was maybe a year ago. Um, oh yeah? Yeah, so you know, like you were asking what's your what's your server are we? And to be honest, I don't know if we actually have a true agreed to published server are we anymore. I mean there's there's like the uh the adopted behaviors of people and and yeah we do have a few roes like we have you know don't empty hit miners 
we don't mess with rare epic armadas you're not supposed to and uh and we have a dark space agreement for not hitting in dark space even opc or opl or people call it all, all kinds of stuff but whatever we don't hit that unless it's a mining monday event and then you're allowed to that's essentially the three roe we have on the server uh, actually, one of our ROE is warships are always fair game. So I don't know if that's really a ROE, but uh, yeah, it's we, that's that's on our server too. I mean, it, it depends whether it's it's not necessarily disallowed, but it depends what you're doing. It could be considered a dickish move, right? So we tr we try to not not be dicks about it when we play in game. But um, you know, we were we were talking about server populations back uh, back before we started recording. What's your server population like? So we estimate we have about 250 total actives. By actives, meaning, you know, they're they're putting points on the boards during events regularly. So there's there's probably another hundred to 200 quasi actives. You know, they're here, they're gone. Sounds like you need a merger real bad. Oh my god, man. We we're we we're praying. So it's funny because I think a lot of the political things um become less of a problem when your population gets really low. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, and I I would say like a year ago I felt like we were where you guys were at. I mean, don't get me wrong, we still have things pop up. Like um there was recently a hubbub over somebody stealing somebody's damaged armada right and they felt like roe prevented that i don't know why but it's not any written roe i know about but you know there was a claim that hey you can't attack somebody's damaged armada you can't what protect attack somebody's damaged oh, attack. armada yeah so like if somebody drops a pin and half kills it you're not allowed to drop a pin and take the other half right you're supposed to give them a grace period of time to to take it and i thought well yeah, that's typical. I mean, most that's how pretty much everybody plays. Does that really make sense, though? Well, I mean, it, within reason, like you give somebody, you know, 30 seconds, a minute. I mean, if you see somebody fail and you don't see any of their ships around, any of their alliance ships. See, I feel like I feel it doesn't like you get got... restarted after 30 seconds, a minute. Then it looks like it's abandoned. I mean, go for it. See, I feel like you got your chance, right? That was your pin. And that's why there's a pin queuing system. It's it's in the games. That's true. It could be argued both ways. I guess for us, because our server is so freaking busy, that it it can just cause unnecessary strife. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would say in your server, it might even be more important to have that rule because of the low population. So it might be harder for people to kill these armadas you know, it may need a few different chances. And to contextualize that, like this server is like when I started, I would say a good 40% of the server population was Canadian. Uh, it's, it's probably about a third these days. And we probably had about maybe 15% of the population was uh, from Latin America. Like we had, we had uh, alliances called Mexico and you know what I'm saying? And it was all Spanish. And, but I'd say like a lot of our server population is Canadian and I don't know, man, maybe they're too polite or something, but. 
it's definitely i definitely remember back in the day there was a lot of we actually have two alliances we had three alliances at the time like cdae cdaa uh that were that wanted no hit agreements on the server like no hitting ships anytime anywhere well that's ridiculous i mean that that goes against the entire point of the game i mean this game is boring without any PvP or social interaction. I mean, if everybody is just hugging it out and it's Farmville, I mean, that's freaking boring. That's how that's how a good portion of the population seems like they want it, though. Um, so, for instance, I so I've always been in the number two alliance on the server, like not not the same one. It's iterated over time, but I've always stayed in the number two alliance. Because uh, I felt like that added balance, you know, to the server. Because um, if you just take all the big people and you stick them in one alliance, then they're just god mode, and you know. Yeah, I agree. There's no balance there. So I've always been a number two, and I recently, like recently, maybe in the last six months, left. Uh, I was admiral in the alliance, uh, and I and I left that alliance because we kept having a player that would constantly push the edges of ROE, right? Like if you say you can't hit uh, a survey mining latinum for some reason, then they would sit there by the, the miner till it got off the node or till it hit the warp button and then try to hit it. You know what I'm saying? That type of just... Well, he's just a troll. Then. Just Yeah, of course, right? That's his Troll stick, Trolls so. must die. That's, that's, that's a, a galaxy-wide... Well, that's a galaxy wide known known quantity. You mean multiverse. The multiverse, yes. <laughs> I, I end up leaving that alliance and starting starting a new one, right? So I started a new alliance. Uh and and uh you know, since I started that new alliance, I don't know, it's probably because the server population has just been dead. Uh it's been pretty dead on the server, so I haven't had those issues. But without that player in there, also like so it's funny. And why why not just kick that player that was the problem? Uh, why would you just leave the alliance? I f I feel like maybe you kind of abandoned your guys. You know why? Because I I spent a lot of time trying to steer the alliance towards like, hey guys, let's just because I'm sure you guys see this all over, right? People are like, hey, everybody needs to play by the rules, right? But then the first not the first chance they get but you then you get people that you know it's very hypocritical play style right everybody needs to play by the rules except me or except this time or except when you get a message that says you know uh your mom's so fat something something right like there's always these accepts and so i was like guys either we play by play by our roe or we don't right and I just couldn't get the Alliance to do that. Like, you know, because you can't police people's words in the game. So you just got to like ignore it and just I mean, getting them. Can. Back. If, if somebody is, is, I mean, it's obvious when you confront a troll, right? And if somebody is just saying things and doing things to get a rise out of people and make people angry, I mean, that's just not okay. But that's why we have the block button, right? Somebody send you stuff, it, block them. That's true. That's true. Over, right? <clears throat> yeah. So so there was always some excuse. 
I think because of the low server population, it just it, it's easier. <clears throat> I think, in my opinion, for server nine and for Gregor, especially at level fifty, to just go and start a new alliance and grab the people that you know want to you know play like him, as opposed to try and course correct the alliance enough times. <clears throat> you know, for example, right on our server, we've got at least five or six alliances. We've got at least five or six alliances that have like 70, 80 players, you know, and that's equaling Server 9's uh, active population. So you can always, you, you can't just quit and start a new one on our server because, uh, because of our population. You can always kick the bad apples and, you know, they'll get filled up by better people. Whereas I'm assuming Gregor, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you know, what's, what's your most populous alliance? How many players does it have? Uh, 76, I want to say. And are they all active? Yeah. Uh, really, uh, close, close to, yeah. Okay. I, would, I would say our top three to four alliances are, or really our top three alliances are very active. Once you get past that, it's, it kind of quickly diminishes. So you... Left the number two alliance that you were admiral of and started another one. And what and what level is that alliance now? Uh, that alliance is now twenty. Uh, twenty. Sorry, I got to look. I don't even remember. Twenty four. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you're but you're getting up there because you're the power guy, right? On yeah. Now, now we're now we're the number two alliance again, right? So. <laughs> and it's it was funny because the guy because uh, you remember I Infinity Key, he's on my yes. server. He's in the number one alliance, and I've always kind of been at odds with them, right? Like not at odds with them, but I've always stayed on the other side of the fence uh, because it balances things. I think that whole argument. Well, because he's he's also the, the the bigger power player on your server, right? Oh no. No. What? <laughs> oh man, did I did I hit a nerve? Who's the most oh, powerful player? I am, of well, course. Well, Gregor's the most powerful. Yeah. Okay, so you're number one in power. Mm -hmm. What about power destroyed? Who's number one? Oh, uh, that's going to be like the number six power player on our server. Okay. So he's obviously really into PvP. That 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 character in particular is the reason I I dumped out of my old alliance. Uh, and you can tell, right? So, like, number one PD, what's his shtick? It's blowing up ships. And it would be the, you know, hey, there's a mission today. Missions drop for something. Oh, there he is camping the mission point. You know what I'm saying? Blowing up everything in sight. <clears throat> that's how he enjoys the game. And I just don't. That's, how, that's what he <laughs> Wow. He just camps the mission point and kills all the incoming ships. So, so then, we had, then we had a bunch of drama because... <clears throat> You know, we have a no empty hitting surveys. So then people started taking their surveys to the mission point. And then <laughs> and then claiming ROE violation because he blew them up. And I was like, well, obviously, guys. Does he play by ROE? Um, usually, yeah, usually. Okay. But in this particular if, situation. If you don't have actual, if you don't have actual printed rules and you don't have... If you don't require your alliances to say, 
yes, we follow server ROE, or no, we do not follow server ROE. I mean, there's no way to really differentiate, right? There is. there. So we do have, like I said, we have some rules that, so there was a time, like, I mean, there was a time, I would say about a year ago, when our server was active enough that it was very active, and we had a, we had the full ROE, right? Um, now it's more of a loose-based rules that, from what I see anyways, you know, it's not a strict ROE. And that's because everybody's figured out you can't really police ROE. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, everybody says, well, yeah, the server can come together and, and blacklist this person. And we've had that before with particular players. It's pretty rare, though. It's really rare because usually that person is a friend of somebody else. And and even if they're not, like, how often can your server be that diligent to really chase chase the guy down? We're all human. None of us are that diligent. So so all you can really do is just not is just choose not to to be in alliances with people like that or be in an alliance that behaves like that. Um that's really the only choice you have at the end of the day. <clears throat> Go back to Infinite Key because uh he you know and shout out to Infinite Key for uh, for connecting us by the way. I would gladly invite him on but he can't um, he, he can no longer speak due to COVID-related issues. Um, but he, you, when I texted you, Gregor, he he said, oh, you, my arch nemesis recommended me. And that just gave me flashes of the Voyager episode where uh, Chakotay was stuck on a planet. He's like, the nemesis. It's like, they're here in the near, in the near after. So, 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 like, oh, so what's up key. With that? Yeah, he's in the he's in the what has been the number one alliance for essentially the last two years, right? Um, on the server, and and their their name is BLK. They're the number one alliance power wise, right, on the server. Um, and there's there's not a huge like even today, yeah, they're you know 1.3 billion versus 1.1 billion, number one and number two, right? So not not a gulf of difference, but it's there for sure. Um, and, uh, and they've always kind of been the nemesis of whatever alliance I'm in, right? But I say the nemesis, I mean, sometimes extremely so, and sometimes, uh, not, but I, I actually, that's why I've always kind of stayed out of that alliance because I think it keeps the comp, comp, uh, competitive dynamics still going on the server, you know? So it just pushes people. Yeah, it just pushes that. I, I listen. I think. Oh, I think their players have, in some ways, uh, com- competed with me on on uh, ability to kill me, which has actually progressed their alliance. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's take down Gregor. What are you What are you rocking right now in terms of your your best ship that everybody tries to take down? Probably the pylon. Yeah. That's what I roll around in right now. Do you uh, do you have one of those G four epics? I don't. I'm halfway to two of them. Uh, I've got the the rep lock for one. I'm almost rep lock for the other. But uh, I'll be honest. There's really not a reason. Like uh, nobody is nobody's close to killing me. If you can't kill the you know your pylon, what chance would they have killing a, the epic? 
Right, especially if you're like, if it's tier two, it's already like 15 million or something in power. Yeah, it's a, yeah, no, well, I wish at tier two it was that high, but yeah, it's. No, like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying a G4 epic is, oh, at yeah, tier yeah. two is like about 15 million in power. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway to the Tribune right now and about 20% of the way to the Hecta. So I'm just grinding it for now. Now, if somebody goes out and gets the Epic or or has a matching power G4 rare, yeah, I'm going to go out and just buy the faction credits to to get the Epic. Yeah, so um, I was watching last night, um, you know, Inko... Inko is the the large power player and I guy on our server. He's level fifty. He's got a uh, tier ten trib, a tier ten hecta, and a tier nine ent a. And uh, he was he was actually he actually uh, one shot jeep space last night with his hecta, just like didn't even take damage at all. So, um, and then right next to him was Smooth, another guy from Nona, another level 50, and his he had a tier 2 trib, and it was like 50 million in power. And then the tier 10 trib was like 36 million in power. And I'm just like, man, it's a lot of power. It kind of makes you wonder where they're going to go with G5, right? Because you know there's got to be a G5. And what, what, where, what direction are they going to take it? Because there's already such a power delta. Um how are they going to address that? There's such a huge difference right now. I don't know how they're going to address that at all, but it looks like they're ramping it up. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's noticed, you know, we're starting to, it's becoming a lot easier to get everything. It, it, everything G4, it's starting to become easier to get it. So all it your is. ship parts, all your, yeah, absolutely. I've noticed that. It is, that. but it's still a huge It's delta, not enough. Like, yeah, the cost. But they're of, ramping it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I worry a little bit. Like, I mean, that's, that's got to be the thing that, that I think drives or drove a lot of people on our server out was the power deltas. You know, the, you can play all day, but unless you're willing to spend money, you're not gonna compete at at those levels and some people say that's fine right just compete at your level but exactly. it's not like you live in a special bubble i mean well you kind of do <laughs> well i guess you you can bubble but if you're if you're level 18 yeah you live in your special 16 and 20 bubble but if you're level 33 or level 34 you're living in the uh 26 to 50 level i mean I, that's and the average what, so, Gregor, what's the average? No, I, I disagree. I mean, you're still grinding in completely different areas. The events are all done in completely different areas. I mean, aside from Armadas, I don't see how... I, I mean, I, I, I don't understand. I mean... Well, base rating, uh, just general PvP. You've got a shield. It doesn't matter how powerful you are, the shield trumps everything so well I, I i get if that's if you're being raided but if you're trying to defend somebody's raid okay handy you're 49 right if you start rate like for example you start raiding me with your ships you know i can't defend but let's just say okay you're raiding one of one of our guys in dark not that you're going to but let's just say you're raiding raptor he's level 35 i'm a level 34 if he's not online and i try to f defend him Against you, it's it. 
there is no contest. Like I'd have to Rialta spam you to, to, to try and do anything. But then all you do is take one jelly on my base, one jelly on his base, and anything we throw at you, you're just going to blow it up. That's what I, that's what I mean about, that's what everybody talks about power disparity. Cause most people want to see pixels blow up. They, they don't want to hunt reds. Outside of that, outside of that, what can you do inside your base? I mean, the game doesn't exist inside your base. You know what I'm saying? So, That's true. So people that say, well, you can get bubble. Well, that sure, you you can bubble, but then what are you doing? You just got all your ships sitting in your base? You still send ships out and go do stuff. Right, but then you're back into the bubble of of everybody else's power. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a good point. To, to play the game, you have to play in the sandbox that everybody else lives in. Uh, that's that's true. Listen, it's still like, you know, if you want to avoid conflict, you can avoid conflict, right? Especially with the new battle view. Awesome job, Scopely. Uh, giving us more real estate to see things. But, you know, it's it's not really that hard to avoid somebody hitting you uh, if you're paying attention. So, like, you can still avoid the battles, but you know, nobody wants to spend their days running away from other ships. I, either way, that's the PvP side. I, I think, and, and at least on my server, I would say 20% of the population enjoys it. And and most of the other, maybe it's because we have such a Canadian presence, just does not. Well, and it may be the power disparity. I mean, maybe that's part of it. it... Yeah, what's the average level on your server? Uh, definitely the, I mean, if I go to like my hundredth position, it's 39, you know, so there's, they're definitely in the upper thirties, um, of the active players, I think is the average somewhere in there. All right. All right. So, so Scopely is pushing everybody to, to get higher levels. That's why the Franklin A came out with the ability to refine the biomaterials, to get your stuff, to get free to play into the forties, because they will have to eventually release content to level 78 because you know people are getting bored at 50 you know there's not there's not a lot you could do at 50 the hundredth player on our server is a level 42 at just under 30 30 mil power yeah that's good that's i think your guys's power band is is definitely higher well we are the whale server for a reason i mean we've got five level 50s in one alliance you know it's <laughs> You know, a lot of servers don't even have a level fifty. Yeah, with with hey, with the with the power range differences, like you were saying, with bases getting getting raided. I think it's kind of crazy how Skullplay did that. You you start out in this game, and, and as you progress up into the twenties, like you're only allowed to hit what 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 was it two levels above or two levels down, and then all of a sudden, once you hit a certain level, I can't remember what level it is, you have level fifties hitting you. Like, I'm a thir- 38 now, and I get hit by 50. Now, like you said, there's really no way to defend unless you have your, your, your shield game on tight. And, and I don't know. I don't, I, what was I trying to get to with that? I'm, just, I, I'm dumbfounded by how their, their strategy works on that. And like you just said, it must be to try to force everybody to spend to, to, to get up to those levels. It, it's about making money. And then also, because at the higher levels you get, um, the more of a divide there is. So imagine if they had level blocked it from level 46 to level 50 and only them they could hit each other. Think of how boring that game would be. 
And then where's the incentive for players to level up? There is none. So they had to do it that way. Otherwise, it divides people way too much. And there's not enough competition. There's not enough people that you can play with, you know? Yeah. But the gap they have is just ridiculous at some point. I can't remember which level it, it changes. But I, I, I remember getting hit by level 4950s at level 34. That's a real extensive jump they put there. That's nothing to do with anybody on the server. That's skull play. Yeah, so if you're if you're level fifty, your PvP range is level thirty to level seventy-eight. That's twenty twenty levels from when you're level seventeen. You can only hit level nineteen. It's well, I thought like it's like thirty-two or thirty-three for level fifty. Yes, thirty-three to level seventy-eight, which seventy-eight doesn't exist yet. But but that's that's the range, right? So, so but that the, the the power disparity. Well, it goes both ways too. So, like, if we have a miner sitting there and you want to, you know, take our miner out, now you can hit it. Whereas, if it was blocked, now that, you know, considerably, you know, limits. I, I, either way, I think there's, I think there's a big disparity of people. So everybody likes PvP, but only when they win. You know what I'm saying? And the people that are actually willing to go through the losses and wins, I think, is a minority of players. Like, most players only like only like engagements. They win in PvP. Uh, but find this game really frustrating if, say, they have a, a, a 3 to 1 loss ratio. You know what I'm saying? If they're losing three of their fights, they don't like PvP. I think that's that's... I think the people that actually truly like PvP, like, they're willing to take their lumps with their wins... Um, is a much smaller group than 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 is projected by the player sentiment. Yeah, for sure. So, but let's get back to your server there, your politics, right? So, your number, your are you back to number two? Uh, power lines, Gregor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and you got the the biggest. Show. How's territory like? Do you guys experience any lag? Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely laggy. In fact, I. I kind of we have been fairly static with our positioning, and I really hadn't done territories for two three weeks. Like participate, and I got into one last week, and I was like, "Oh, yeah," just as I remember it. <laughs> and that's only with you know maybe like seventy players in there. Yeah, it's super laggy. Really, just just seventy, but but a ton of ships, right? I mean, everybody brings oh, yeah, their yeah. small ships. Yeah, lots of surveys and whatnot sitting out there. Well, I mean, 70, 70 people, if you have five ships apiece, I mean, that's a lot of ships. Well, I, I would say just like even two ships apiece, 140 ships in there. That's still going to create a bunch of lag. Yeah, because we recently had Lord Farquaad on, on server 147, and they have not experienced lag except for like one time during territory capture. And their server populations, kind of like yours, like 400 active players. So I was just curious if you guys did experience lag. Yeah, we definitely do, um, and not and and like only when obviously there's a lot of players, right? Not when sure there's nothing going on. Yeah. So now that you're kind of back in the number two lines, is there is there a Cold War state? Oh, dude, there's always there's always the Cold War going on with BLK, like because they've been at number one for so long. 
and they've they've done a really good job of cycling inactives and cycling out inactives. Uh, there's definitely a lot of built up animosity there, right? And they've had a few characters that have come and gone over the over the last couple of years that have been like, you know, very very aggressive uh, players, and you know, people still there's a there's one particular guy in the game that hasn't played the game, I don't think, much actively in the last year, but they still reference him like, oh, you know, this is just like, why, why are you guys getting mad? This is just like when Zay did this or Zay did that. Zay's the player. Uh, that hasn't even really played the game in a year, but they're still paying for his reputation, you know, that he built up. <laughs> so what? So a Cold War state usually means that you have proxies fight on your behalf. Is that what happens, or... Do you just uh, do you just skirt the ROE rules because the animosity is there? Yeah. So what happens is like even that territory takeover that I played in recently and was like, hey, yeah, lag's still a thing. So that was kind of a proxy war, right? Like it was two other alliances going at it for a territory, and people were there to fight each other. Um, unrelated to the takeover. Yeah. And then you're related to your side, you know, you're you're in a quote coalition of your guys and they're in the coalition of their guys and you just go around mow, mowing down ships. But is there is there conflict in not in territory outside of base rating, if you will? Because I, oh, I mean yeah. I'm sure every every server is the same, right? Base rating is base rating is base rating, except except shout out to server twelve, you can't defend your own base. Um <laughs> yeah, I heard that on one of your things. Yeah. <laughs> They're not allowed to, like, because of surveys in the system, parking on nodes or some ridiculous thing. I don't know. Yeah, it, it had to do with the fact that, um, you know, they're, they're getting butthurt over their surveys that are ready to go come and take your stuff. But you're hitting, but you're killing their surveys in the same system that you're trying to get rated in. So everybody's got all pissy about that. So, like, no, no, you can't defend your own base now. you got to have others defend for you. Not to violate ROE or anything. But, uh, but in open in open space, not origin space, what what is the kind of conflict that BLK and your alliance encounter? Oh, you know, guys out doing his hostile grinding and gets his warship popped. The guys, <laughs> you know, thinks that you shouldn't. You know, he's three three material OPC and gets popped for being OPC, and of course, that's meant as a backhanded slight on ROE because who the hell needs to collect three? three, you know, three, three star raw gas. Nobody needs that. So, uh, just that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Or worse, two star. Yeah. Yeah. Two star. I guess during that recent mining event, people were out actually doing two star. So, um, yeah. So like just all the little, the little, uh, you know, offenses out in the galaxy, somebody stealing, like I said the other day, one of our guys quote stole another armada from another guy that had partially killed it and didn't give them like a minute, you know, all these little offenses out there. And you just kind of, I, I wish, I wish we would get a server merge obviously, but yeah, there's, I think these things are true. They've always been true. And between the number two, number one, actually the number one and number three alliance are like sister alliances. Uh, so it's funny. Number one claims that they're no longer allies with the number three alliance, but 
all their actions speak otherwise, right? Defending each other's bases, <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, That's that is that is funny. Why why do that? Like, no, no, we're not related to them, but oh, we'll defend them. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, right? Which I mean, people are just they've more... got a they've got a ton of animosity though. So I I've always been in the number two alliance, and every alliance I've been in has been like those bastards. You can say that on the podcast, right? Absolutely. So, those bastards. Be okay. Yeah. So let, let me put it this way: if, if I if I start getting as many views as DJs, then maybe I'll clean up the language. But right now, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so they've got that built-in hate of being number one for so long. So what's what's your typical gameplay like being a level 50? Do, do you just grind reds? Do you mine? Do you do you do any kind of PvP with outside of territory? Did you go around and be like, oh, all right, number one, number one jelly, let me blow them up with my pylon? Yeah, so I would say most people just don't even bother me, honestly. So it's probably a little, and, and so I will say this, my perspective of the game is probably different from, say, a 35 running around on the server. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. going to be different. But, um, yeah, so most people just leave me alone. Um, and I mostly just grind reds, mine. I mean, like, we were raiding a base this morning. Um, so, yeah, I still do that stuff. I don't really engage in PvP much, um, only because... It seems very unfair. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. If there's a PvP event or if we're in territory war or something like that, yeah, for sure. But just like randomly blowing up ships in space, no, I don't. I don't really do is, that. Is your pylon maxed? No, I left it at uh, tier seven. Um, there's a there's a once you go to tier eight, the repair cost doubles, right? So. <laughs> uh, again, I've always been like, I'll move my needle as far as I need to for competition reasons, right? So at this point, I'm sticking where I am until uh, until somebody can do something, and then I'll. So 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 come back to uh, when you were free to play. Mm -hmm. What what drove you to be like? All right, I want to be. Where's my Pokemon theme song? I want to be the very best. The best there so, ever was. So you know what it was? It was God. So I was I think <laughs> I think I was a thirty-six and when G four came out. And the first event for G four was the jelly, right? And yeah. I competed in it and I won the first jelly BPs on the server. And I was like, okay, well, you gotta be thirty nine to build it, so I'm gonna go to thirty nine. And so I went to thirty nine built the jelly like immediately because it was like super unique rare cool ship right yeah and uh it's a rare it's a rare g4 right yeah and then and then they hooked me man and then i was like oh it's a very slippery slope isn't it <laughs> it is a slippery slope and so i started grinding saul and i think in january because they released in december i think in january i got all the kelvin bps and I said, oh, man, I have to build this, right? It's going to be amazing. And it was. Not. Until, <laughs> you know, for about until two the, months. Amazing. Until the repair costs, right? Yeah, yeah, until you were like, oh, my God, look at that. Um, and and then I was like, okay. And then Scott had, had gotten the pylum in, like, February or something, right? 
And he was like, oh, dude, the pylum is the best, rules the world. And I was like, okay, then I guess I got to get the pylum. And so, yeah, that's what it's, it's like, uh, I fell into it. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't really, it all kind of started with the, oh, I won the jelly BP event. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get to 39 so I can build it. And I, I, I would say that's how probably most people fall into spending money on the game is you start with a little bit and then a little more and then a little more. And then before you know it, you're like, Oh, it's normal to spend a grand a month or two grand a month or whatever it is that people spend. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never played another mobile game or been involved in a game like this. So it's definitely new territory for me, but I was, a uh, yeah, it's, it was just a weird set of circumstances that led to that. Yeah, I mean, this game is ten times more expensive than any other I've ever seen. By far. What do you What do you think of uh, Beta Sector's uh, hundred million uh, uh, cube boss? So, as far as I know, nobody has ever beat it, including Scott, to my knowledge. Nobody can scratch it. You, you just you just can't. You got to wait for the new expansion to come out. With the with the Enterprise D, going to be a level seventy eight ship at five hundred million power. I bet. Yeah, watch. It's going to have a ship ability to do like two hundred thousand damage to board cubes or something, right? And that's how you'll be. Able to, <laughs> that's how you'll be able to kill a cube. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm assuming that we'll have some game mechanic or they'll update the stats, but I don't think they mean for anybody to kill it right now. No, you can't. Even even Inco threw all G three G four epics at it at at once, and it like barely scratched the uh, barely scratched the hull. Yeah, maybe like the last officer in this TNG arc will be Locutus, and he'll be able to have some captain's ability that does something. Who knows, right? And it is very frustrating for Inco. He wants to kill it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what drives him in the game. I would say if you if probably like Inko might be in this might be in this space, but you know, like I feel like there's tons to do still, right? I'm I'm almost got my second faction locked down. I got my third one still to do at one billion. Um and so Well, Inko is running out of things to do, but there's still research, you know, there's still playing events against other people. And even in his position, there are people from Dark that challenge him, you know. Uh, yeah, shout out to Kimo. He he got within like eight million in power one day, and then next and then next day, Inko like increased it by fifteen million more. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's still just you know, I mean, he can win at any event he wants. When you guys see them flying around, I'm assuming you don't crash into a Murphy, do you? Like, hey, just seeing how. How little damage I could do, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, I I I parked next to his ships because he had all three G4 epics out. I parked next to his ships just to check out the crews. Um, and the, it's funny because it it seems that there's more versatility in G3 epic ships than G4 epic ships. Because you need if 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 you got if you have the Ent A, you need Spock on board. It seems because it doesn't have that same ability. Yeah, yeah. The NTA is like the lo- not. It's not the worst ship, but it's practically the worst ship right now. 
It's the worst out of the G4s. It's it's the worst if you take everything into account. How much it costs, how much it costs to upgrade it, and the damage it does compared to its competitors. It's the worst ship. So so obviously we had the Federation had the best G3 epic, right? The original Enterprise. And then yes. I would say the the Romulans got the best G4 overall tier, right? With the Pylum and the Tribune. Like probably weighted they're one of the best overall. So you gotta Even wonder. If, is pretty good. Yeah, you gotta wonder if G five is gonna be like the Klingons time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Uh, I, I wouldn't wouldn't it be awesome if they had the Chang's uh, Bird of Prey as like the G five epic, where they would uh, like you you can cloak while you're firing or something, or you can cloak. You could like get into a system without anybody detecting you and fire while cloaked. That'd be a nice. See, G5. I don't understand why they haven't added cloaks. Like cloaks would be amazing. They'd be able to just fly around and nobody can see you until you attack. That would be awesome. Well, the problem with that is you could only have it on certain ships, and then you, they would probably introduce another currency like my mycelium that would that you'd have to deplete, so you can't use your cloak or something, you know. Which it, which just adds to to the amount of things to get done. I mean, here I was complaining on a podcast not too long ago about how many things I have to get done for dailies. There are the dailies and the hidden dailies. So not only do you have to mine mycelium and Borg probes and, and, and ISO and whatnot, and then now you're going to add on top of that a cloak, and you're going to have to mine cloaking fragments to build your cloak so it works or some shit like that. They're, they, well, they're going to keep adding stuff. I mean, how how can they not? You know what I mean? No, no, I – and yeah, I get that, but it just – it the game becomes too busy and becomes too much of a job. It's already almost there. Um, anyway, so, uh, Gregor, when you were doing DJ's show, um, were you in on all those, um, you know, conference calls that, uh, that he, he... I wish, man. It's, uh, you gotta be a content creator to do that. So. Yeah. What are you more excited about? I know, uh, DJ's was having a, um, one of his previous podcasts, he was talking about how, when and where will the Enterprise D show up? And people are debating whether it should be a skin or whether it should be a ship. I don't, I don't think you can make it a skin. I mean, I, I get why he wants it to be a skin, so that you're not investing a bunch of materials. But look at the Vidar, right? I mean, they could structure a ship in a way that still didn't take a lot of materials. Or even the Franklin A. I mean, it's not material hyper heavy. I mean, no, it is actually that one kind of is kind of material. But I think the Vidar is a good example. It's going to take so long to level up. If you weren't one of those people that max it out that first day or a couple of days, they had the packs for it. Like you're basically just waiting. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm waiting to max it out my max out my Vidar. It's it's a painful process. Well, it was nice, I think, on that ship because they ops bracketed on the Franklin A. So, like, you couldn't progress it too far. I don't know if I'd call that nice, but at least it kind of lets you have a breathing space, you know, so you didn't feel like, hey, the only thing between me and progressing this thing is my ops level or my spend, right? It was kind of like, 
I think that was a hard enough boundary that people weren't like, hey, I'm going to jump to 50 so I can max it. Obviously, you're not, right? So you kind of got to take it as high as your ops level allowed and then chill out for a while. Yeah, and then, but the problem was they released dailies where you had to mat, we had, you had to tier your Franklin, but you couldn't because you were you were locked on that. Yeah, but that was mostly I think for the forty eight plus issue or maybe forty seven plus issue. The problem I have is that it's contingent on my level, not my ship level. So the dailies go off of my level, not my ship level. So now I have a tiny um, a tiny ship, and I'm supposed to go kill level 50 swarm, or 49 swarm, and I'm like, uh, okay. Oh, but see, that means you must be like level 47 or 48, right, or something. I'm 49, but... Yeah, so you're 49. So see, this is where Scopely says it's not a big problem for you. If you're 49, you can easily... Yeah, you just go spend more money. <laughs> yeah, see? But they don't even Problem offer the pack now because I didn't buy the pack right away. I, I was in your boat. Yeah, I I did not realize that the progression metric was going to be so tied to the spend, right? So. Yeah, so you're at 400, and how long have you been, or, you know, Infinite Key and all these other guys that are on the on server now, how long have they been asking for a server merge? Well, unfortunately, I don't think the system works like that because we've been hopeful since the first ones happened that we were going to be on the list. I think I think we probably are on a list somewhere. I don't know where, but I'm pretty sure it's just a, a time issue, right? So we just got to wait it out. And who knows? Maybe we'll get combined with you guys. Now, I, I don't think they're going to merge us anytime soon since we're a pretty active server. Yeah, I I don't think we're going to be holding our breath on that one. Because what, what they do is they take two relatively equal servers and then they do an event to see who, who comes out on top, right? And so if you were trying to merge with us, well, we'd blow you out of the water. So your server would dissipate and then you'd be, you know, all your active players would just be dumped into our server. And it would be, you know... Uh, you know, a lot of your guys are, are strong dudes, but I'm I'm pretty sure we have we have a lot more people to to wail on your guys as a as a server versus server kind of dynamic. Now it's interesting. You think it would fall to server versus server? You don't oh, think yeah, there's enough. You don't think there's enough anonymity that people would Benedict Arnold on your server? Oh, I, I would agree that there would be defections, but. You know, there's going to be – it's going to be like um, uh, – it, it's it's like wars between countries in, uh, in the world where people will forget their internal differences because there's an external threat. And I can't remember which president said it, but the only way to really unite our world is if we have extraterrestrials attacking us. So now we're like, okay, we're all humans. Let's 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 fight the extraterrestrials. So I think there will be, there there and there obviously will be some defections. I mean that that's you know no no defection will never happen. But um, for the majority, that's what's going to happen. It's like people on our server will unite because we're thirty fours, 
it's like, oh, all the 34s unite. We'll attack whatever server is coming to get us. You know, and same. I'm pretty sure same thing will happen with you guys. Your animosity between BLK will go. You know, it'll be a secondary source of fighting after you finish fighting the other server. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to happen. I don't know, man. I think I think sometimes there's a lot bubbling under the surface there. Server merge, you might find like, you know, all your strong players defect to server nine side. Well, do we know what's happened with the other servers that have merged? Like, how did those shake out? Has anybody talked to anybody from those servers? Uh, I don't think. I don't think. In fact, you should do a show with that tech. Try and get all the guys from. The merge servers, yeah. or at least a rep, to kind of talk about that, because I, I don't know what their internal politics have looked like post that, or pre, for that matter. I was uh, I was talking to Commander Taylor about that the other day from Server One Ninety Two, because theirs theirs was one of the earlier servers that merged, might might have merged pre-launch actually. Um, but yeah, there was a Server One Ninety One and a Server One Ninety Two, and then they were merged, and obviously the original merge that happened pre-scopely which was server one and server two which is now server 190 and uh, i think the most recent one was 10 and 18 i think 10 was no one shall server i can't remember who won that one but uh, uh in fact I, didn't djs announce another round of mergers some some two really new servers that are going to be merging yeah like 46 and 47 i think or something like that on the u.s side yeah yeah, yeah, they're... yeah. I thought that was really strange. They are new. Yeah, the, aren't they the ones with the photon tokens? I, I don't know, actually. If they are, but they're really new because I established an alt like as a messing around on forty three, maybe like ten months ago, and it was a brand new server. So forty six and forty seven, man, those things got to be like six months old and already getting merged. I know, it's crazy, right? Maybe they opened too many servers too quickly. Uh, maybe uh, maybe, maybe we'll even see like multi-mergers, you know, where it's not just two servers, but maybe three or four servers. That would be cool. I'm wondering how they like balance out. I mean, like your server, for instance, right? Super active. And maybe they don't even worry about you guys, but I, I'm sure it's really hard to find just the right equilibrium servers to merge together, you know? Things are so varied across the servers. Like, how do you find that right equilibrium to say, oh, yeah, you guys are pretty balanced. Let's merge you together. Well, look, I'm sure Scopely has tons of data that they that they spit out because of that. So you can you can easily look at average power numbers, average daily activity. Uh, those are all very much available. You can see average spend per server, obviously. So you can create parameters where you balance things out um, in a way that would be fair. But yeah, we're, you know, like DJ server 15, um, 17, 34, you know, 38, which is newer. They're not, they're not going through merges anytime soon. The European guys, they need to go through merges bad because they're, they're few and far between in terms of, in terms of their population. All right. Anyways, um, you got the last word, man. What do you uh, promote your server? Uh, what do you where do you think it's gonna go? And uh, and what what are you what are you planning on doing next? Yeah, so for me, it's just gonna be getting my triple one billion locks done. 
Um, and then obviously slowly eroding BLK until um, they're like the number fifth alliance on the server. It's probably my goal. <laughs> I should I should get you and BLK on. It'll be it'll be a fun talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll make up lies about me just to try and come out ahead. Something like that. Have I have I stirred the pot sufficiently? You you bet. BLK, if you're on, if you're listening, come on the show with Gregor. I want I want to see what you got to say. Yeah, I I, I challenge them to actually have a conversation without lying about everything. That would be the real challenge. Ooh, gauntlet thrown down. Challenge issued. <laughs> All right. The All right, All right. Thanks for joining us today, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, Gregor from Server 9, check him out. You going to be on DJ's podcast anytime soon? Uh, I'd probably be on the one today, yeah. Assuming All there right. is one today. I don't know. Yeah, I this, this podcast won't come out uh, before that, but... Uh, but I'll let everybody know to check you out, hopefully on the show. All right. Take it easy, guys. All right. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks, Gregory. Andy. Yep. Wasn't that fun? That Learning about new servers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not enough dumpster fire today, though. I know. What's up with that? I don't know. We need some. Oh, Boogie's raising his hand. <laughs> He's got some dumpster fire for us. All right, all right, Boogie, what, oh, what you got oh, for us? Get it hot real fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's easy, man. What, what do we want to talk about? Well, I'm curious. Uh, have you worked anything out with MCRN at all? Stop and you talk to none of them, man. Send you crash what? a message. I stop and talk to any of them. I I sent crash a message. I don't think any of them have been active in the last week, to be totally honest. Yeah, I have no idea, man. I, I, well, I that's not true. Berg, Berg was online a little bit yesterday. but uh... Berg was? I, I have no idea, man. I haven't talked to none of them since me and Dog talked in that after chat. I haven't heard nothing. Just Are you guys me. still on a ceasefire or whatever? Or? Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been quiet. You notice I haven't been... I haven't been after them. I've kept my side of the deal. So they have too. They haven't. They haven't messed with me at all. So we'll just see what happens. They, you know, two weeks, whatever. I mean, do you feel like it's resolved, or do you feel like there's anything you still need to discuss with them? Or I personally, like I said last time, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I I'm willing to just chill. You know, just understand. I'm gonna do the things that I've always done. You know. Like I said, I understand your floating warship stuff, but if, like you said, if you start taking it to a dick move with me and start interfering with my dailies, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to return the favor and interfere with your guys' dailies. It's no different. I'm going to be a dick, normal. too. I'm going to be a dick, too. So, hey, it's sure. simple. I, I, don't have be, I don't have problems with them. Like I said, I like Crash. Have to have to see how it all plays out been over a week sorry got all the kids i just wanted to say goodbye to everybody you guys have a blessed one all right all right thanks boogie appreciate you uh appreciate Later, you being on guys. the show appreciate you listening oh, take it easy oh man hey you guys have a good one buddy take care you too uh -huh, bye well that was not dumpster fire-ish enough i want i wanted some turmoil maybe some raging 
Well, you know, I think some hate crimes. I don't know something. I I think we gotta wait. I'm joking. Here's the thing: we gotta get and and I'll I'll say this: we'll, we'll get we gotta get thirteen and dead in the same room. When and uh, I'm hoping uh, somebody from Server Nine from BLK uh, gets on with Gregor. All right. Um, let's uh, let's wrap it up here, Handy, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what we get next week. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All right, guys. I want to thank everybody for listening who is out in the audience today. Thank you very much. We thank uh, Lurking Tiger and Cook from Dead, uh, Gregor from Server Nine, Boogie for being for stopping by. Um, hopefully, we'll get some uh, some new updates very soon, and hopefully, we get some new people in here. And I appreciate everybody for listening. Subscribe, like, add comments, and s spread the joy. This has been Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. I'm TechMan16. I'm Strange Handy. And we'll see you guys next time.